Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. Got my beer cracked open and so glad you could join us for this edition of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Got a message coming up that I recently preached about. It's entitled Risky Business, and we'll talk about how it can be risky sometimes walking our Christian faith and walking through this Christian journey. And it's a recent message I preached, and I had some other things I wanted to talk about today, but then last week, my friends, enough. A gunman murdered at least 19 children and two adults at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Now, of all the pundits, prognosticators, and talking heads, it was actually Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors basketball team. His father was murdered by gunmen in Beirut, Lebanon in 1984, and he best expressed the heartbreak and outrage I feel. I thought about it and prayed about it, and I was like, oh, I've got to address this. What do I say? And I heard this. He had this uh, at a press conference the day of the shooting. It was actually that night before a basketball game. And he was shaking, visibly shaking. If you watch the video, you can look it up on YouTube. And this is what he said. And then we'll go into a break and get into the sermon message of risky business. But listen to this. Be convicted because I, like Steve, have had enough. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here, and a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8 which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. 
We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. You are not only saving a child's life, you're breathing life back into that family. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Donate now at stjude.org. Our scripture lesson for the morning comes to us from the book of Acts, chapter 5, starting with verse 27 and through verse 32. Hear the word of the Lord. When they had brought them, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Manatee Life, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of these our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. As I was reading that passage from Acts chapter 5 this week, it occurred to me, what if someone threatened to kill me if I didn't stop talking about God? I might be tempted to keep quiet. But after being threatened by powerful leaders, arrested, jailed, and miraculously delivered and released, the apostles went right back to preaching. This was nothing less than God's power working through them. The high priest and his associates gave Peter and the other apostles strict orders not to teach in Christ's name. But Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human authority. In a lot of situations, 
we're able to obey human rules and God at the same time. At least there's no conflict in our loyalty when we do so. When we pay our bills every month, for example, we are obeying human laws, and at the same time we are obeying the moral laws of God. No conflict there. The trouble comes when humans tell us to do one thing and God tells us to do the opposite. Then what? That's what happened to Peter and the other apostles. The authority said, be quiet. God said, speak up. They couldn't do both. They had to choose one or the other. And they chose to do what God said, regardless of what the consequences might be. That kind of conflict and loyalties, that's, that's one of the most testing and straining experiences that can come to us as Christians. It goes right to the heart of what is the most important thing in our life. Is it more important to go along with the crowd just to fit in? Or stand out for the sake of Christ and what is right? Do we stand up for what we believe or do we sit down? Is it more important for us to be seen by the world as successful or seen by God as faithful? Do we care enough about the souls of men and women to tell them about the saving grace offered them by the resurrected Christ, even if it means that we might be ridiculed by them or others for the sake of the gospel? There's a young lady that I work with. She, she has a, she has a mental disability. And she is a very, very sweet young lady. And this was the week before Easter. As a matter of fact, we have a meeting where I work every morning for about five minutes just to kind of talk about what needs to happen today. And right before we left, she stood up. This was on Good Friday morning. She stood up before everybody dispersed. And she said, this is just a reminder you know what this Sunday is? Do you know what this Sunday is? And some of my coworkers said, what are you talking about? It's, it's Easter. It's Sunday. She said, it's the day we celebrate our risen Savior. And I heard, it broke my heart when I heard some people walking out of the room mocking her. Mm. I went up to her. And I just grabbed her hand. Bethany is her name. And I went up to Bethany and I said, thank you. Thank you for that reminder. We needed to hear that. She stood up for Christ and proclaimed the gospel in that short few sentences. We celebrate the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And she was mocked because of it. As Christians, we live in this world, in this world community. We take our part in place, we pay our bills, we reap our harvest of rewards, but we never all together and completely belong here. Pastor Jim will be familiar with Will Willimon. Mm -hmm. He and Stanley Harwas wrote a book that I have recently read called Resident Aliens. 
That's what we are. We're residents here, but we're alien to this world. Right. Because we have a loyalty that is above and beyond every other loyalty. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And the apostles knew their priorities. Now, we should try to live at peace with everyone. Conflict with the world and its authorities, that's sometimes inevitable for us as Christians. There will be situations where we cannot obey both God and people. In our scripture lesson for this morning, we find Peter and the other apostles taking a courageous stand for Jesus Christ. They were told repeatedly by the Sadducees to stop preaching the good news or they would suffer. But they were not intimidated. They were so compelled and consumed by the power and purpose of the gospel that they considered it a privilege to suffer for the sake of Jesus. Church, let me ask you, do we consider it a privilege, a privilege to suffer for the sake of Jesus? As you know, Peter and the apostles hadn't always lived such significant lives. If we rewind a little bit and see where it all started, we go back to the Gospel of Mark and we find that Simon, who would later be called Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishing by the Sea of Galilee. And Mark points out that James and John had hired men to help them. So they must have been somewhat successful to be able to afford to pay hired men. They had a growing business. Yet Jesus came along and said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, fishers of people. Basically, he was saying, Drop your nets. You were made for more than this. There is a bigger enterprise to be a part of than just fishing for fish. I'm going to make you a fisher of people. Follow me, and you'll be a part of something which is bigger than any of you can imagine. You are going to help me transform the world. This call was so powerful that Peter and the others walked away from their business and their comfortable lifestyles to follow Jesus. They left the ordinary in order to do the extraordinary. They said goodbye to mediocrity and said hello to God's mission. They could not resist the pull of ultimate meaning, purpose, and adventure. Was it scary? Yeah. Yeah. But they were willing to take the leap of faith in order to be more than just average people, living an average life, achieving average goals. So, in our scripture lesson for today, we find Peter and the apostles boldly living out that adventurous call of which Christ had captured them. Are we living out that adventurous call of Christ in our own lives. Jesus walks on the shore of our lives today and calls us to experience His amazing grace. He calls us just like He called those first apostles. You want adventure, He says? Follow me. You want challenge? Follow me. You want excitement? Follow me. 
You want to fulfill your destiny? Follow me. You want to experience transformation in yourself and in others? Follow me, he says. Follow me into the way of world-changing, hate-breaking, sin-binding, love-finding ministry. That is what we are all about. And that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Then why don't more of us follow that call? Well, there is a big difference between just calling ourselves a Christian and really being a disciple of Christ. And that difference is found in living a committed, sold-out life for Christ and discovering that it requires... I'm about to use a dirty word in church. This is one dirty four-letter word. Risk. Risk. This is risky business we're talking about here. You see, the way of Christ is the way of risk. I was talking with someone at the church earlier this week, and we talked about what the next year holds and things we have on our minds and our hearts. And we started talking about, well, what if this fails? We could do this, but what if that fails? It's a risk. There are no guarantees. It's a risk. One of the things we must understand is that Christ is not calling us to play it safe here at Manatee Life Church. When we are totally sold out for Christ, we are going against the grain. We're pushing back against the world we live in and their mindset. Let's face it. We have a risen Savior who says, sell all you have and follow me. Drop your nets and follow me. Deny self. Take up your cross and follow me. One of the risks we have to take in order to follow Christ is to do what? Simon, Andrew, James, John, they all did it. They changed their priorities. We've got to change our priorities. We have to come to the moment of truth where we confront those things that keep us from living for God and leave our old lives behind. We have to look deeply within ourselves and be honest about what we love more than God. Think about that. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell Pastor Jim. That's a, that's a prayer meeting between you and God right there. God, reveal to me. What is it? Maybe, maybe we're not even aware of it. What is it that I hold above you? That I value more than you? And then, we got to take that idol off our shrine, give it over to Christ, and pray, Lord, do with it what you will, for your love, ministry, plan, and purpose for my life must come first. This kind of surrender is difficult for us as human beings. Therefore, we must completely rely on God's grace to be able to carry us through. And it is impossible on our own. We have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. I mean, how many of us have the attitude of, yes, Lord, I want you to save me from my sins, but I don't really want to give them all over to you. I kind of like this one. Yes, Lord, I want to be with you one day in your everlasting kingdom, but I'm kind of comfortable just coming and sitting on my pew on Sunday morning. I don't want to help build your kingdom here on earth. 
Yes, Lord, I want to receive your unconditional love. But I don't want to share that with anybody else. I want to keep that to myself. It was said during the Revolutionary War, George Washington had a lot of soldiers that would volunteer to to fight during the summer months. But when winter approached and it got cold, rations were in short supply, blankets were scarce, they began to slip silently away from camp and return to the warmth of their homes. After going through this, General Washington publicly declared in a speech that he could not win a war with summer soldiers. Ray, have your toes stepped on. Church, Manatee Life Church. If we are just sitting around being summer Christians, nothing gets accomplished. When we choose comfort over the cross, barriers don't get removed, people go unloved, the gospel doesn't get proclaimed, and lives are not changed. God desires for us to move out and beyond our comfort zones. Take a risk. Take a risk and move to the heartbeat of the gospel. In short, we need to let go of our fears and live dangerously in the hands of God. Will it be easy? Will it be scary? No, it won't be easy. Yes, it will be scary. Because as we open ourselves up and love others, we risk getting hurt. When we take a stand for Christ, we risk not being popular. We risk being mocked like Bethany was. When we step out in faith with our gifts, we risk failure. But the greater the, ri- the risk, church, the greater the reward. The bigger the challenge, the more exciting the adventure. The more we lose ourselves for the gospel, the more we find ourselves. This is precisely what Jesus meant when he said, those who lose their life for my sake will find it. When we lose ourselves, risk ourselves, give freely of ourselves for the gospel, we connect with the life for which we were created. We come face to face with our destiny. We discover a life of meaning for which we have been so desperately searching. So instead of praying, oh Lord, make things easier, safer, more comfortable, Maybe we should be saying, Lord, give me the biggest, toughest, riskiest task ever. I believe with your help and with the Holy Spirit, we can make a difference. This is the attitude of a determined, sold-out disciple for Jesus Christ. Questions to ask yourself. Are our fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, husbands, wives, are they better and different because we are Christians. Are our co-workers, neighbors, our friends, and even enemies better and different because we are Christians? Are the people with whom we spend our time with better and different because of our witness to them? Have we made a difference in people's lives by sharing with them the unfathomable love that has been lavished upon us by Jesus Christ? You see, the essence of risking and surrendering, the essence of all this adventure and challenge for Christ is to witness 
change. Change in ourselves, change in others, and change in the world through the saving love and power of Jesus Christ. Consider what Christ has done in your life. Reflect on what Christ has blessed you with. Recall the gifts Christ has given you. Church, does that not inspire you to do your very best? It should. Offered to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's take a risk as we leave today, church, and go back to our homes, workplaces, and communities, and pray, Lord, you can count on me. Put me to work. I'm willing to risk, Lord. I promise to give you my very best. Amen. Hey, you can get social with us on Facebook and Instagram. Links to those pages are in the show notes of this episode. Go over there and follow us, like our page, and you'll never miss a new episode. You'll always get alerted when a new episode of Soul Ramblings podcast comes out. And we'll have some fun along the way, too, on those pages. You can go on there and make comments about different episodes or whatever uh, you would like to do. We would love to engage with you and speak with you on Facebook and Instagram. And hey, wherever you're listening to this episode, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, so many, uh, YouTube and iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio, so many places that we can be found. And if you're listening to one that maybe I didn't mention there, be sure to click subscribe wherever you're listening and you'll always know when there's a new episode out. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could spend your time out there listening to, and you chose to spend your time today listening to us. And I thank you so much. I do not take that for granted. Here's a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next time on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Keep the conversation going. Drink responsibly. Grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.